I'm Dean Murdoch, and this is Amazing Places. Welcome to another episode of Amazing Places. Today, I'm talking to first-term Saanich Councillor and Chair of Saanich's Planning, Transportation, and Economic Development Advisory Committee. Boy, that's a mouthful. Please welcome Zach DeVries. Hello, Zach. Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me on here. And, uh, you know, I'm also the Chair of Saanich's Housing Task Force, which just concluded its work in late February here. And so our recommendations will be coming to Council on March 22nd. Excellent. What fortuitous timing to have you on the podcast now as uh, we're just about to see the product of all of the work that went into the uh, development of the task force recommendation. So just before we launch into a discussion about the task force, why don't you tell us a little bit about your first two and a half years on council? How are you finding the time in the role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've really enjoyed my time on Saanich Council. It's been an absolute uh, honor and privilege to serve Saanich residents. And it's been also a very steep uh, learning curve. There's no shortage of material to go through. There's no um, shortage of, of correspondence, but uh, I've found uh, discussions with Saanich residents absolutely uh, invaluable. And, and it really uh, has allowed me and informed um, the decisions I've made at, at the council table. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's been a little bit weirder over the last year where we've been um, having to engage differently, uh, mostly over the phone or, or, or through emails. Uh, I've been really missing that, uh, that face-to-face, those coffee chats or um, those kind of uh, side discussions you have at community meetings and, and uh, um, community events too. So I've been missing that. I think um, we've we've been doing a, a lot of good work on council, but I think too, uh, for me, it just always illuminates uh, other areas that we need to turn our attention to and, and to get uh, serious progress on. And so I always uh, find uh, it uh, both, both intriguing, but also um, at times even maybe a little bit uh, intimidating, but I always feel like uh, you just got to keep your effort uh, consistent and, and, and address these issues and pull on, you know, the expertise of, of, of staff and community members and together we can always carve that path forward. So you dove right in, hey, I mean, you're planning transportation and economic development, it's uh, biting off a big chunk of the big issues that are going on in Saanich. And then on top of that, you get asked to chair the housing task force. How do you have time to even sleep? That's a good question. Uh, that's probably been um, the, the best part of this COVID experience is that I've not had to commute to my day job uh, and I've been working from home. And so I've been reinvesting that, uh, you know, additional couple hours each day into, into extra sleep. Um, but, uh, you know, these, these issues uh, in terms of planning, transportation, economic development are, are very close to, to my heart because I think they have, uh, you know, an incredible impact on the daily lives of Saanich residents. And it falls right in line in the interest that I had through um, my, my early life and, and education as well, because I, I focused most of my time at UVic um, studying urban health and development studies and, and studying political economy and asking the questions on, you know, how can we use policy and regulation and uh, other plans to really yield the kind of outcomes that our community is asking for and that they really deserve to see. So you head up the housing task force, which I guess has now just been stood down. They've completed their work. Tell us a little bit about the task force. What kind of um, collection of folks did you have participating? 
Yeah, so um, we, we have been discussing over the last year basically how to approach a housing strategy. It was identified by our community in the community survey as, you know, a really top priority was to address the, the housing issue. Uh, council um, in, in 2020, around the June mark, had decided that a, a task force was the best route to go. And so through the summer, uh, we had begun um, calling for applications to assemble a really diverse group of stakeholders uh, because we wanted to hear uh, from from everyone and so it, it, it's a group that has you know members of the community at large it has a member from scan our uh, Spanish community association network as well as uh, people uh, from all sides of the industry so we have nonprofit representatives we have a bc housing representative we have a representative from crd housing we have representatives from uh, building um, and uh, and development, as well as academics and planners, and uh, uh, as well as those with financial expertise as well. So it's a really a robust group. Um, I can't think of uh, uh, an area or designation that's involved in our housing system that was left out here. So I was really pleased uh, to see um, such a group um, be assembled. So the group was convened for, I guess, the better part of six or seven months and uh, went through, I, I think, probably numerous discussions, all of which must have happened virtually, right? You probably were not able to all get together. Yeah, um, so that was one of the challenges we had. So we've been engaged for the last six months and we've had to do so virtually. So we've done through um, we've done that through Zoom and it, it's presented some challenges. It's, it's part of what led to our our uh, modest um, um, modest delay. We were originally hoping to be done at the end of January, but uh, to kind of facilitate the thoughtful discussion and ensure that all rocks were turned over, uh, we, we went the extra month and added a few meetings to, to make it all happen. And now you've, you've wrapped up that process. The task force has come forward with some recommendations. And as you said off the top, that's a report that's gonna be coming to council imminently in the next week or so. So what's the product of the work? What kinds of things came out of the task, task force meetings and, and what are their recommendations? Yeah, I, I think the end product here is something um, that we can really be proud of because I think it's a very credible approach to addressing the housing issues in, in, in our community and addressing the broader housing crisis. And uh, what really informed our work um, basically all the way through was the completion of the housing needs report that was completed. Uh, a council saw it uh, in November, but the task force had the draft version early. So we we had considered that at every single meeting that we, we had. And I think, um, yeah, the end result is a collection of actions uh, aimed at really improving the housing outcomes for our community, both now and, and into the future. What did you learn from the housing needs report? Yeah, so the, the housing needs report showed us quite clearly it was a very sobering report that showed us that we were not meeting the housing needs of our community um we, we have all too many people living in core housing need uh particularly 26 percent of renters living in, in core or extreme core housing need and and you know how that is defined is that um it's it's one of three factors it's either the unit's not adequate it's in major need of repairs or it's unsuitable they don't have enough bedrooms for their family 
um, or uh, it's unaffordable. It's, it's, they're required to put more than 30% of their income towards housing. And so we're seeing particular groups being pushed out. Uh, it's particularly high amongst uh, young people, uh, seniors who rent, 44% uh, of them are in core housing need, uh, lone uh, parents, uh, particularly those headed uh, by single mothers are you know, almost 50% in core housing need. And so uh, we're seeing through and through that the barrier to entry into Saanich has risen higher and higher and it's coming at the expense of future generations as well as uh, uh, vulnerable residents. Is there a number of new units that need to be built? I understand that there's an annual target that goes along with, uh, with the findings and I'm just curious how Saanich is lining up in that regard. I guess I don't know those numbers off the top of my head. I, I, I know that we're falling short. I, I don't know by how much. And I know particularly in the space of purpose-built rental as an area um, that uh, we're we are really not meeting the need in terms of projected uh, units. And so um, there's certain forms of housing that are are in high demand and not, not being built. Uh, everything from townhouses to uh, rental accommodation. So I, I think for folks who, who aren't uh, familiar with what a housing needs report might tell you is that you know it, it really is a crucial tool for municipalities to have when dealing with um, new development because it gives you insight into the areas of housing and the housing needs where, where you've got significant gaps. And it's actually quite remarkable when you think about it that municipalities have offered have operated for as long as they have without that knowledge base. Because being asked to make decisions about future growth without knowing what kind of need you need to, the gap that you need to fill um, is really challenging. So I could see why it would be hugely beneficial, particularly for a housing task force, but for Saanich council and mayor going forward and staff to have that understanding of the types of development that needs to occur in order to, to meet the growing need. Where are those gaps and how is this going to, to, to help fill those? And I imagine for those who are in the development industry, it's also gonna be a helpful tool as well. I mean, there's a reason we see so many condos being built, uh, one and two bedroom condos, when in fact, uh, you know, there's a, a whole market of options out there that the needs have not been met uh, over the last several decades. And, and you suddenly have this tool through the report that exposes you to, to where you can begin to fill some of those gaps. I'm mm -hmm. curious from, from your perspective, Zach, uh, was the task force able to reconcile that? Were they able to come up with some recommendations that would help address some of what the, the needs assessment determined? Absolutely. I, I think that uh, um, the housing needs report was at the heart of what the task force was focused on. And, and we had a, a purpose built session for, for every meeting that we had where we thought about any uh, given focus area through the lens of the housing needs report. And that informed um, the actions that were proposed. And I think too, um, we then had a, a separate process at the end where we went through all the actions to prioritize them in terms of what are going to be the actions that are going to have the biggest and quickest result um, on meeting our housing needs. And so uh, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's quite uh, credible, uh, the suggestions that have come forward from the task force. And I think too, like uh, um, the fact that they formed a, a top 10 that I think will really speak to um, 
the, the needs that are out there and we'll be able to respond to them relatively quickly as well. So I, I find that pretty exciting. So what are some of the things that the task force came up with? Um, yeah, so maybe we should turn to the, the, the top 10 for now because there's about 74 actions that uh, the task force had come up with. Um, but the, the top 10, um, the, 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 one of the first ones is to identify um, surplus Saanich owned properties that could be utilized uh, by our partners for de the development of purpose-built, affordable, and supportive housing. So the idea of this is, is to leverage municipal land where possible to deliver that really deep affordability for um, basically our poorest residents and, and those most in need and the ones that uh, the market really can't serve because construction costs alone do exclude uh, a lot of people. And we need to have a plan that thinks about them too. And so that that's our one of our highest actions. And and there's a whole host of of other ones. Whether it's uh, um, you know facilitating the development of affordable housing by clarifying current uh, and creating new financial incentives, um, basically such as grants, reduced permitting fees. Um, our affordable housing fund in Saanich and uh, even property tax exemptions in order to deliver more affordable units uh, that are purpose-built and kind of hitting that uh, moderate uh, income level. Um, another big focus was uh, around missing middle. So there's several top actions around uh, zoning amendments, um, design guidelines and other tools to encourage missing middle housing uh, throughout Saanich because uh, um, without an amendment to our zoning bylaw or the ability to, you know, pre-zone for ground-oriented forms of infill housing, um, we're going to have a hard time retaining families in Saanich. And so it was one of the kind of key focuses of, of the task force. And, you know, the, the, list, um, the list kind of goes on. And, and a, a big part of it is to look at this whole strategy and to review and, and amend the official community plan um, to support the implementation of the housing strategy, basically to align um, our development permit guidelines um, and other policies with the housing strategy and, and the housing needs assessment to ensure on the go forward that we're meeting the housing needs of our community. It's interesting to hear the discussion about um, permitting costs and the costs associated with new development, because I know Saanich just went through a process of revising its development cost charges, which, as I'm sure folks who aren't familiar could guess from the name, are, are costs that are applied at the time of um, uh, permitting for, for those new, new builds. What do you think council's reaction is likely to be um, to a recommendation like that after struggling through a process to set the, the rates around development cost charges? Um, I, I think that uh, pre presented with the details, council would probably be um, receptive in the sense that it's, it's not across the board uh, reduction in, in permitting. It, it's, it's how do we use that as an incentive for a type of housing that wouldn't otherwise come through the market. And so this is about giving an edge to rental housing um, in order to see that be competitive uh, against those who might develop condos or, or it's about trying to get housing for our residents who have special needs in order uh, 
to kind of incentivize that kind of inclusionary housing as well. So um, it, it's less about, you know, across the board changes and more about, you know, how do we use this as a targeted incentive to um, bring on units that are community needs that are, are typically left out of typical market processes. Does that exist within the current legal framework? Like I know there are limitations within the community charter and the local government act around the kinds of exemptions that council is allowed to create. In this case, would it be permitted for Saanich to say, okay, in favor of doing these types of builds, we're able to make these kinds of accommodations for our costs? Yeah, we absolutely can and, and we have. Uh, we have uh, waived development cost charges or reduced them uh, for uh, purpose-built uh, affordable housing um, in parts of the Nigel Valley and, and other, other projects as well. And so we've also um, developed a policy, a, a DCC reduction a waiver policy, and that will probably need some tweaks because it's not really there in terms of uh, um, a viable incentive, but uh, the, the intent is there and the intent basically says that uh, uh, if, if you bring forward uh, affordable rental projects that are purpose built affordable rental projects, uh, there's there's a benefit uh, and incentive there for you. And so the, the recommendations here are also similarly geared towards purpose built affordable rental. Um, the recommendations on the whole looks at, at the whole housing spectrum because you've got uh, a need for housing incentive, everything from that uh, um, social housing, um, um, uh, you know, the deepest levels of affordability to uh, also still a need for, for um, high income housing as well. And so often the best approach is to mix these together because one of the biggest groups that's in need of housing right now is those with moderate and middle incomes. And that's something that we haven't seen in a long time where, where uh, um, people of middle incomes are finding it hard to find home incentives. And so um, we can kind of look at this comprehensively and we've got actions to address all of these. Luckily, um, high income housing does itself. And so we don't really need to spend any time focusing on that. That will just come through, um, you know, natural processes in the marketplace. Uh, but we've got kind of a targeted approach through uh, looking at missing middle zoning and other kind of family friendly ground oriented forms of infill that we can enable to meet the needs of families of, of a much broader range of incomes than is currently being met. And then also policies aimed at uh, you know, those most uh, disadvantaged or in need of, of housing and, and ones that the market cannot serve. And so we're looking at this um, end to end. Uh, we're taking a whole systems approach here. So you mentioned that this is going to go to council, uh, likely March 22nd, and uh, council is going to get a chance to have a look at it, but it's not yet a done deal, right? There's still some consultation that needs to take place before this is something that uh, Sanich chooses to adopt. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, community consultation has really been at, at the heart of what we've done here. Um, the housing needs report itself included some community consultation and had a touch point with council where people could share their views on that, too. Uh, and that, uh, um, you know, really 
kicked us off uh, in terms of get, bringing up this idea of having a task force at all in which we had the community weigh in on that and then developing the housing task force which you know again is one of the deepest forms of community consultation um, that there is because this is bringing citizens forward and 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 giving them substantial influence over um, policy recommendations and and so we gave a diverse group of stakeholders the ability to bring their views forward um, you know everyone from people living in core housing need to uh, those who are building the housing that our community needs were on this task force and everyone in between um, and we had myself and Councillor Harper overseeing that process and we've kind of we've brought uh, together a really collaborative and um, kind of um, synergetic proposal based on a wide range of views and now we want to bring that to the public again uh, through the council meeting at uh, March 22nd uh, people will have a chance to weigh in there but then we actually want to do a deeper dive and there'll be a community survey on the task force recommendations going out and and that will inform staff's work on completing the housing strategy which will be before council in June uh, at which there's another point for the public to weigh in on and share with us their views. So it's likely June before the strategy could be adopted by council, uh, assuming you know the feedback goes relatively smoothly and, and staff is able to, to uh, adapt to uh, any kind of input that's received from the public. And then what happens? What, what do you get out of the strategy once council's adopted it? Uh, we, we get a framework uh, to address housing issues. And so many of these actions require more work because they are broader initiatives. Um, you know, one of the things we're most focused on is, is the missing middle um, zoning amendments and such. And so that will be um, a significant staff process. Uh, there's other actions in here that we can start doing um, immediately. Um, and and those include things like preventing uh, barriers in, in new developments. Um, so that means not allowing stratas to ban rentals. That means uh, not allowing um, um, pet bans in, in certain cases, because we find that you know people are seeking companionship uh, with pets and that then limits their options for, for rent and, and for, for accommodation. And so we're looking to reduce those barriers as well as um, to take on and prevent people from Putting a limit on 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 the age you need to be to to own or rent in a building as well, because what what we've seen is we've seen um, some buildings where they say you've got to be at least 19 to live there, and people will will buy in. Uh, their life changes. They start their family, and now they're living in an illegal illegal situation, and it's created a, a substantial barrier. And so, um, it's a long road to to implementation, um, but I think step by step we'll have this guiding framework to move us forward. In your view, um, whether that was in your time running for council or in the time that you've been on council and experienced some of the, the big issues, what do you think are some of the, the major obstacles? What, what would you like to see change most that you think would have a significant impact in terms of housing? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to answer because I feel like there's a lot of areas that need our attention and, and we don't want to, to forget anyone because I think the experiences that uh, residents have uh, vary greatly. Um, there's all sorts of different different needs out there. I think 
Um, one of the most important things to do is, is to provide opportunities of, of repair, because I think one of the central focuses that we had as a task force was that, uh, you know, we have an urban containment boundary for, for a reason. Uh, we, we've set it up there. It's something we want to maintain. And so for all intents and purposes, um, Saanich is a built out community. And, and we want to maintain those green fields as green fields. And we want to look at opportunities for infill. Uh, infill, um, in my view, is, is something that is extraordinarily difficult. And it's one that we've struggled with. It's, it, it's made it difficult to bring the housing online that people need. And we need to look at opportunities um, to meet that need within our, our built out areas. And so finding creative forms of infill, finding ways that we can um, deliver forms of missing middle housing, finding the best locations to uh, enable uh, rental through apartments or um, real homes for real people and condominiums uh, or other opportunities I think will be will be essential and, and, and to ensure that the type of, of development that we go forward with too keeps in mind the environment and that we're you know, looking at this from both sides because I think all too often uh, we think about the environment without thinking about how cities work, but then we also sometimes think about cities without thinking about how the environment works. So I think um, you know, this, this strategy sets up the foundation for us to really look at these both comprehensively. Was there anything creative that stood out to you? I mean, I, I know there are a number of zoning types and development types that um, are probably not considered or haven't been considered in Saanich in the past. Did you see anything like that emerging as part of the, the dive into what these missing middle options might look like? Um, yeah, I think the, the biggest part here is, is it's not about reinventing the wheel. I think solutions are out there. We can kind of um, look to other communities in terms of some of the um, routes that they've taken and we can draw inspiration from them and, and bring it uh, uh, to our, our community and put our own flavor on it too. Because I think that's one of the most important things here that we have um, an, a made in Saanich solution that's inspired by the world and we kind of bring forward these best practices. So the way I see um, these recommendations on, on focus areas, strategies, and actions is to really, uh, it's really a collection of best practices. And now it's about, you know, how we implement that into our, our, our Saanich framework here. And so in terms of something entirely creative, I, 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 I don't think that there necessarily is, but what this does is this is about um, catching Saanich up in the discussion on, on how do we, uh, think about the implications of our choices on land use in terms of, you know, how it influences our housing outcomes, how it influences the environment and, and uh, recognizing that, doing the analysis and then taking an approach that is going to yield a much better housing outcomes. We talked a little bit about um, permitting fees and DCCs as one of the areas that council may have uh, some concerns based on, on the recommendations. Do you anticipate other pushback from, from council or from the community? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I really thought that uh, um, together, you know, with uh, Vice Chair Councillor Harper uh, and this diverse group of stakeholders, uh, we've exercised really thoughtful and, and collaborative leadership on the file. 
And I think it's going to serve the, San, uh, the residents of Saanich very well. And I think um, because there's so many uh, recommendations that are really looking at all elements of the housing spectrum and, and looking at um, all areas of need and, and that each of these actions will have um, thorough public processes uh, towards implementation um, that the community is really going to feel that they're coming along with this because at the end of the day, like the, the only reason we're doing this is for them and their families and their children and the next generations. And so um, I'm anticipating that uh, um, this will be seen as a really thoughtful uh, approach and, and one that has uh, the best interest of Sanish residents at heart. You know what I've really um, recognized during this discussion was one of the things I learned so often in my time on council was just how relevant to people's day-to-day -day lives the activities of local governments really are. I mean, you think about, you know, at a study level, this doesn't really capture the imagination. But when you realize the implications for people's lives that these types of considerations and recommendations and ultimately policies and regulations that will go into place, how much that affects a community and how significant that is to someone who's a potential buyer, a potential renter, someone who just wants to find a way to settle in a community. Uh, it really is so relevant and, and makes you appreciate even though it, you know, often voters don't cast their ballots in the same numbers that they do for senior levels of government, just how important the work is that local governments do. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't uh, agree more. And, and um, to me, that was all the more reason that uh, um, housing needed uh, a real focus, because I think that uh, one of the big things that we've seen is, is the, the barrier to, to entry uh, into the market has risen higher and higher. And that's having a real impact on, on people, both uh, in terms of people who have lived here their entire lives and have been renters or, or, or people who have grown up here or, or people who are trying to join us or our newcomers that we're trying to welcome. And uh, um, this, this strategy is really about, about them and, and how we create a community uh, that's inclusive of all people. And I think too, like that is one of the biggest things for me that uh, we can't really be heralded as a model for success um, until every resident is, is included. And I think that, um, you know, with our affordability challenges, all, all the good work that we've done in Saanich falls away if we can't address those. And so um, I really put that kind of at the heart of, of my focus. That's why I wanted to chair the Planning, Transportation, and Economic De Development Advisory Committee. That's why I wanted to be part of this, this housing task force, because I, I really do think like, uh, you know, equity, affordability, and inclusivity should all be at the heart of what we do, because it's, it, it's really what makes this community great at its heart is the people. And the more space we can create for the people, the easier we can make people's lives, the more affordable we can make it for them and their families and their children going forward. I think the stronger we are as a community as a whole. If there's one message I wanna leave people with, it's that um, you know, we can develop policy through, uh, through technocrats, but almost always you know, they'll, they'll miss the mark. And so we've gone through this housing task force process in order to pull on a wide range of stakeholders. Uh, and what's really important now too, is we want to make sure that every stone is, 
is not left unturned. And so we're going to community survey and we want to hear your views. And, and we can really only get this right if we're hearing from thousands of Saanich residents. And so I'm really interested in hearing um, everyone's thoughts and views so that we can have um, a housing strategy that's really gonna um, deliver uh, on the needs of our community, but then also on their expectations and dreams. Zach DeVries is a first-term Saanich Councillor, Chair of the Planning, Transportation and Economic Development Advisory Committee and Chair of the Housing Task Force. Zach, thank you so much for your enthusiasm and, uh, and willingness to dive in, take a deep dive on the issue of housing in Saanich. I know that uh, there are folks who are grateful for the work and looking forward to seeing this one go forward and, and the chance for Saanich residents to weigh in on it. Me too. Thanks for having me on, Dean. This has been another episode of Amazing Places. I'm Dean Murdoch. Thanks for listening. <laughs>